Hello, Nebworth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome along to another episode of the Endless Celts podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Anthony and Stephen. How are we doing, boys? All good, man. All good. I mean, I don't know. We, we've been on a fan for a week here. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. I'm on crutches, boys. Shambles. Are you really? Yeah, I, mean, I, thought, I played football with the work ones on Wednesday evening. Um, went to take the ball at the right-hand side. Foot got stuck in the grass and went over. Ouch. So, so is it the leg- ankle? Ligaments, um, ankle, oh, yeah. and tendons and foot. It's all done. Busted. You got you got a wee tube grab one, son? I've got They're putting off and on it because there's no break. They don't want to restrict any movement. So Just put I a wee paper towel on it and you'll be fine. <laughs> A what? <laughs> a what, Tony? A wet paper towel. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 wee, uh, a wee pale uh, wood shavings. That'll be right. You're saying five minutes, son. <laughs> 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 uh, but aye, um, I think we'll just kick on, will we? Um, so just to sort of start, I want to sort of touch on, obviously this is the third anniversary of Billy McNeil's uh, passing. Um, and I mean, I'd just like to say that obviously the thoughts uh, with Billy's family and stuff uh, on this anniversary, uh, I think he will never be forgotten by the wider Celtic family, uh, no less because of his statue, but more so because of the man himself. Uh, I mean, he's quite simply a, a club legend, isn't he, Anthony? Uh, probably even more than that. I mean, we were kind of discussing that in the Scottish Cup uh, sort of build-up show. We were saying what classifies as legend, and you know, you know, all, all this kind of thing. He is, he's above everything. He's, he's the icon, the immortal. Uh, whatever the top is, he's one step above it for me. Um, obviously, we were, we're all uh, young pups or youngish pups, so we. We didn't see him uh, uh, play or, or even you know, particularly manage the club either. But, um, you know, everyone who, we all, as we always say, you know, you're, you're raised in Celtic and you get, it's like a, a lineage uh, through everyone's families and you grow up on the, the tales of these guys and, and what they achieved. And, you know, Billy was the Lion King. You know, he was the, the leader of that, that, that team. And, you know, I had the privilege of meeting him a couple of times and, you know, he just, for everything he achieved in the game, you think, God, that man is, deserves to have a wee bit of ego about him and he had literally zero off it. He just, similar to the rest of the guys in that team, just total humility and, you know, just loved being in amongst the support, um, telling stories, hearing stories and uh, his mark on the club, his... Uh, his legacy and his name uh, will live on forevermore and to, there could not be a more fitting person uh, to lead up to the Celtic way uh, to paradise uh, on, on London Road. God bless him. Absolutely first class, Tony. I couldn't, I could, well, I, nah, I just couldn't have put that better myself. <laughs> uh, superb. Not many, Carl. I know, Mr Wordsworth. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just a brief word for yourself, Stephen. I know that'll be a tough one to follow and obviously... You don't remember Billy? Well, I was going to say as fondly as we do, but I mean, goodness me, we, we don't, we don't either, eh? I'm not, I'm not even forty yet, but I mean, just a brief word for yourself on the man. Yeah, no problem. I mean, first of all, for the for the future, Watson, I will be Ross's glamorous assistant tonight, doing the comments, oh. so keep them all rolling in. I want to say, even to everyone's Watson, Jed, Ryan, Daniel, 
Peter, you're all welcome. Martin Kay's back in as well. But in terms of um, Billy McNeil, what a guy. Caesar, the legend, lifted the European Cup. That's one of the images that sticks in my mind when I think of Celtic Football Club. Absolutely tired and busted. He just <laughs> walks up. It's iconic, him by himself, the police and all around him, supporters, and the rest of the team just watching him do it. It's just fantastic scenes. And as Anthony rightly said, he embodied Celtic Football Club right to the end, his last days. He was always telling stories whenever he could. He was t- attending matches. He even did the, the Champions League draw at one point when he was ill, which is just a credit to the man and the nature he is. And you're right, I don't remember him fondly, but trust me, Magranda, who will be watching along, fills uh-huh. me in quite regularly on all these players. So I'm quite first on it. But Billy McNeil, just a, a captain, a legend, an icon. And as Anthony said, if there's words more than legend and icon, he's definitely above it. What a guy. Hi, I mean, I totally agree with that. He, he was a player, he was a captain, he was a leader, he was a legend, then he was mm. the manager. He'd done everything yeah. that you could possibly think at Celtic and more. Uh, and uh, God bless him, like Anthony says. Uh, but God I mean, I, I, uh, and moving on, uh, the news sort of came out the day that um, Andy Gorham is, uh, go- well, he's begun a battle with cancer. Uh, I don't know the full ins and outs of the story. I've not had time for you to come in for work to, to look it up. But uh, again, just thoughts uh, with Andy Gorham uh, on hearing that he's been treated for cancer. Uh, I mean, what can you say? A, a rival, but equally a legend on the other side of the city. And I suppose the biggest compliment you can pay him is he broke our hearts on more than one occasion. Uh, so I, I would just like to wish him all the very best for ev- everyone at Endless Celts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. I'll second yeah. that, absolutely, mate. Aye. Uh, so, I mean, moving on for that, uh, into the podcast, but t- to start off, because uh, I was going to say it's been a slow week, obviously, we're off the back of the, the Rangers game there. We'll no dwell on it too much. It was a semi-final defeat. Uh, the boys covered it brilliantly on Tuesday night. Um, but I wanted to sort of add a, a, a slight element of fun into the podcast and and involve the uh, all the viewers uh, and just do like a like a who am I? Uh, so basically, what I, what I was thinking is I'll do a clue the now. Uh, the guys can fire in with a, if they, if they think they can get it off the first clue, fire in with their answers. Stephen will be obviously as you know keeping yep. an eye in the comments, uh, and then halfway through the pod, I'll give you another clue, and then towards the end, I'll give a certain final clue, and then at the end, once the answers revealed, Stephen can obviously bring up the guys who got it right, and even some of the guys who were wildly wrong. Um, but uh, so clue number one. As um, <clears throat> I was born on the twenty fifth of January, nineteen eighty three, and made twelve Celtic appearances. So that's number. Can we one. play? Aye, of course, <laughs> of course, you can play. <laughs> there's, there, surely, there's not going to be any guesses after that. That's quite vague. I was thinking, <laughs> start start off very vague and see what happens. But um, that's clue number one. Jed will probably get it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Randy, Mandy, where's my brief? Wants you to say that again. What a name. I wanted me say his name again. <laughs> <laughs> right, so clue number one. <clears throat> I was born on the 25th of January, 1983, 
and made 12 Celtic appearances. As well, it might be Craig Bellamy. <laughs> Ooh, don't all, will be, all, all will be revealed at the end. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so moving on to more pressing matters in Celtic as a whole and the week we've just had or whatever. But uh, off the back of the the Rangers game, Juranovic uh, came off during that game and he suffered an injury blow and it's come out that he is going to be out for well certainly a few weeks anyway but for me that few weeks almost constitutes the season uh, mm-hmm. but I mean he, we've watched Ralston for me he's come in at times and he's done really well I think he came on on Sunday I don't know if it was trying to go up to the pace of the game or whatever but I, I just felt that he was found wanting against Kent and there was there was a, a huge drop-off in that game. There hasn't been a huge drop-off throughout the season. But come to yourself, Stephen, do you think that into this sort of mini-run eh, where it's towards like the, it is the business end of the season, are you worried that Ralston's going to be coming in or do you think he's going to be able... I mean, certainly, I think... For most of the games, he probably could be an able deputy, but that Rangers game, it could be, it could be really important. Do you think he's going to be okay up against Ryan Kent in that game? Well, see, I mean, Ralston was like the trailblazer <laughs> at the start of the season. We we all kind of like mumbled and groaned when he got that one year extension, but he did prove us wrong in the, in the early beginnings of the season. He was absolutely fantastic. He was getting the line for Scotland call ups and. We were all praising him. He was doing well in European football. But I think you're 100% right when you say he came on there in a derby game on Sunday and he just didn't quite reach the levels that we know he can. I think Kent had him on toast. He moved over to the left-hand side, obviously, when Welsh came on. And <coughs> equally, again, I didn't think he was that great. It doesn't worry me to the extent what I think is going to hinge their season. What worries me is he comes in and his confidence is down or he has a lapse of form and he kind of reverts back to the player that we all thought, thought he was before he had that blister start to the season. Juranovic is a big miss, a Croatian international right-back. What a player. Their number one right-back, our number one right-back, can play in the midfield if he wanted to. He can spray passes and he can do anything really fast as well. He will be huge. What I will say about Ralston might sound a bit disrespectful, Ross, but I think he copes well with lesser opposition. So the likes of Ross County, he saved his last time in Dingwall, that 94th minute header. He can come in and do a job in them games. The game come up against Rangers. Yes, it's a worry. He'll be pitched against Kent because we know sometimes... (laughs) Ralston gets involved in like heated like kind of turn and throwing and duels like he done with Neymar when we got stuff seven one he's more interested in laughing in their faces but at the moment <laughs> I'll base it on the the Ross County game coming up I think he'll do well and if he get, if he does well in that game he should have the confidence to do well against the likes of Kent and Rangers in the coming games. Uh, I I mean I I would have to agree with that my my thoughts on it are similar I think that even. I think possibly even if Juranovic had been fit for Sunday against Ross County, I think he might have went with Ralston anyway. He did up at Dingwall the last time and it paid off. Um, but I think, like you say, I think it's it's good that uh, we've got this Ross County game before the Rangers game. I think if we went straight for the, the, the semi-final and the Rangers game had been the first game, like we all thought, Going straight for that semi-final into the Rangers game, I think he could have toiled uh, after mm-hmm. what he just 
the the sort of performance he came off the back of. But what's your sort of thinking on that, Anthony? I would say very similar to what you guys have sort of alluded to. Um, like you, you said on Sunday, I think it wasn't just necessarily Juranovic having to come off, but obviously the injury to Taylor didn't help either. So you were sort of you were getting overloaded on both flanks, and you know, like you say, the drop off it's was probably the most noticeable one we've seen all season. But having said that, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that the way that the fixtures fallen, I mean. Tony Ralston's greatest hour uh, this year uh, has been up in Dingwall when he had that, yep. you know, season-defining yep. uh, last-minute winner. So if there's any place to go back to to get your confidence back up, it's the place where you've, you've shined brightest this season. It, it's pretty much now, like I told you, bang on, Ross. I mean, Juranovic, it may be a cameo appearance maybe the last couple of games of the season, but the three remaining ones, you, you would have to say that Ralston, barring injuries, now a shoe-in. For that right back slot, he maybe wasn't expecting to get on in the Rangers game, which you know I suppose they've always got to be mentally ready. But you know what it's like; you know every game's different. The fact that he's maybe going into these games now, going well, I'm, I'm in the team. He's just going to have to resort to type, knuckle down, and, and, and crack on with it. Um, but I do think he, you're absolutely spot on as well. But the fact that even if Juranovic even if there hadn't been an injury or anything, he possibly could have started this game anyway because, you know, he started at Almondvale um, a few weeks back and he was absolutely superb that day. I mean, we were sitting uh, quite close to the, the, the edge of the pitch that day. Um, so you could hear him. He was getting involved with the crowd in terms of, you know, keepers going when we went 2-0 up, then 3-0 up. He was getting right involved with the, with the with the support and you could tell how much it means to him. So it might actually work in a sort of strange way to a benefit having that that proper brought-up, dyed-in-the-wool Celtic fan on the pitch for these next few games because we all know it's that this is it now. Uh, we've got five games to go. We just need to win them and the title's yep. back. But Aye. the, the that. on Sunday. Aye. I, I mean, I think, like, like you said, I, I think Ralston... I, I trust him in, in games like Ross County. In fact, I, I probably would trust him for all of the remaining games. The only one is the game at, at Celtic Park against Rangers. But it's only one game. I'm not saying Rangers are going to beat us because Ralph is playing. Absolutely no way. Celtic can still win that game with Ralph in the team. But I, I think... Against Rangers and in Europe, I think Ralston, he's not our number one for a, a number one right back for a reason, and it's mm-hmm. because Agreed. in the big games and at European level, he is just sorry short of what we need. But you touched on Taylor there, Anthony, and when I was sort of can I make my notes on that uh, last night for the pod, uh, I didn't know at the time that Taylor was going to be fit, it's obviously came to light, uh, he, he done he done part of the press of the day, but it's came to light uh, that he's obviously going to be fit, but for the, the sake of me no wasting my time and for purposes debate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, debate purposes, sorry, <laughs> purposes debate, <laughs> uh, if, if Taylor, and I'll give this to you first Stephen, if Taylor wasn't fit right in, in the big games, say against Rangers or whatever, if Taylor wasn't fit and Juranovic wasn't fit, right, would 
I know that Scales is still there, but he seems to be missing. Would you be tempted to go to, to play a back three? And if you did, would it be Welsh or Julian that went in alongside uh, Welsh and Julian? Eh, would it? Aye, would it be Welsh or Julian that went in alongside Starfelt and CCV? I mean, first of that, that all, was a, that was a long-winded question. <laughs> first, first of all, for purposes of debate, that's a cracker, or debate purposes, as you said. But I mean, I, I just, I just want to address something here. Daniel Mack has brought up my lovely blue glass, and I can inform you, Daniel, this is not from a McDonald's Happy Meal. This was bought from IKEA for fifty pence. Other outlets are available, but in terms uh, of, the way, <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's actually teal on the crown colour chart. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just as well, this is the comments as well. Ross Bore, come on to that, and everyone's saying that Ralston could do a job. Majority are. Um, I think it was Jed or Jed or it was I. Jed said it along lines of that every pair needs to turn up, not just Ralston, which is hundred percent true. And go oh, back to the one. Go back to the one you said there. We'd go to back free. I wouldn't, for the simple reason why is because Postacoglu hasn't really done that at Celtic. Maybe he's done it for forty-five minutes of I, the game before. No, no. I, what I mean is, I I don't think for a minute that Postacoglu will do that. Not for a minute, right? But I'm asking, would you be tempted if I didn't have a Uranovich or a Taylor? Uh huh. Be a bit controversial here. Before I would do it, I would try Hatate at left back and Ralston at right back. By the way, it's not a bad shout. He played there for uh, Japan, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I, th- I think as yeah. well, he played there for, for the club in uh, Japan too, the frontier, Kawasaki frontier, where we got him from. But I mean, you look at it, if you're going to do a back three, Julian, a bit too slow for me at the minute, but laboured obviously because he hasn't got much. Be probably probably match fitness issue there, you'd have to probably put in Welsh, and I thought Welsh was absolutely dog shit when he played against Razors on Sunday. Just being brutally yeah, honest about it, obviously. He was out of possession, I agree, but he just couldn't pass the ball five yards, and every professional footballer needs to be able to pass the ball. He just couldn't do it. Um, <coughs> if I was going back free, I would go Welsh, Fickers, Starfelt. That's that's what I would line up with. You would go with Welsh. Um, yeah. For me, I would probably go and after me, just call them dog shit too. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, you've called them dog shit off the back of his performance at left back, which you you, you can't judge the guy on that. But for me, I've, I've I actually obviously wrote this down and I've fought long and hard, and I still I still can't <laughs> decide. I think if Julian was like fully fit and had games under his belt, then you you go Julian all day long, but. Uh, Welsh again. He he's not he's not played a lot of football recently. I think that mm-hmm. uh, played a lot a big part in his performance when he came on on Sunday as well. Uh, but at the moment, I would probably just go Welsh. The bumblebee. I was I, I was saying to Tony just before Evening, we Ricky. came on. It's a bit. Do you know Ricky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I thought you'd say that the last time. Big man go way back. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> Soundest guy on planet Earth. <laughs> Except me. Come on, you. <laughs> I know what's going on here, Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, I, I think right now, if I was going to play a back three, I would probably just go Welsh. Uh, I, I don't know how I would line that back three up. 
But what about yourself, Anthony? Would you be tempted to go to a back three? Even for the it's controversial and it's not gonna happen. And I'm not saying it's just just for talking's sake, but in that Rangers game, if if Taylor we know they're gonna be fit, right? But it's just a wee fella. A wee, a wee bit of fella, son. No, no, a wee were, fella buster. That's it. That's um, it, kid. You know, I, I think um, it probably would probably be Welsh as well, and just purely on the fact that he's featured slightly more than Julian. Um, but, but but sorry, I'm sorry, Anthony. But would you go a back three, or would you stick to the four and play scales? Right, uh, right, that's right, okay. I'm getting the question. I, I would, I would right. stick with the four then. Um, I'm, you know, it's unfair on scales. I've not seen enough of him to make a, you know, a total judgment uh, on him. And getting flung in at the deep end like a derby is always going to be tough. But you know, many do rise to the occasion. Um, ironically enough, the, the game that, although we lost the match, um, I broke the opening day, that one of the, the first derby of the season. Juranovic made his debut at left back that day, and he was the best yeah. player um, on, a, on our side. So there's no reason to say that we couldn't do it. And, you know, boy for Ireland, you know, go make yourself a hero, son. Um, so <laughs> just for the, for the sake of a nice, you know, difference of opinions in a debate, uh, I'll, I'll stick with the back four and stick big Liam, Liam in. <laughs> See, Ross, what I'm thinking is... Chat. Sorry, Stephen. Oh, Ross, just before, chat. We, before we continue, Ryan Kelly's swimming with a great point here. Is McCarthy the real dark horse to get a start on Sunday or something else just to add to the debate? There you go. By the way, it's it's not a wild, it's not a wild call. Um, I think he's probably... Uh, is Beaton injured? No, no idea. idea, to be honest. No idea. Heard, he never mentioned. He must be if he wasn't even in the squad for Aye. the derby last week. Because it, because it was the one player that you thought when that game, when we got the goal, but you could see them coming back in. You think, I mean, it wasn't until uh, you, you know, see my powers of observation. It wasn't um, until you know seventy-five minutes in the game when somebody went. He's not even on the bench, Tony. Do you know what I mean? So you tell Aye, him what. I, I, I didn't know him. that either. Um, <laughs> But that, that's the thing, because um, he's a, the one guy who this season you're like, stick the big man in there to break the play up. You, you know, Sunday was the type of game that was, he was we were calling out for. Um, I see Jed's in there that he, uh-huh. he might start on Sunday. It wouldn't have surprised me in the slightest oh, if he's fit. Right. right. I, I agree with that as well. Um, for me, that I can see the McCarthy shout, but I think that that only comes into play if Beaton's not fit. But then again, you look at it as well. You look at Gucci. He could come out. Oh, I want to see more of him. I want to see I more want, of him. I want to see more of him as well. But I have to say, do I want to see more of him when I haven't seen enough of him, if you like, <laughs> at, at, this, at this stage of the season? It sounds so cracker. weird. That. I was a cracker. Do I want to see more of them when I haven't seen any of them? Aye, I know, but I was getting to my point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because of the stage yeah. of the season, it's a, it's yeah. like, the, I don't know if you throw him into that. Certainly at Ross County, I, I don't know if you throw him into that. I think it's, if you're if you're looking for somebody to break up the play, it's a toss-up between Beton and I think Beton gets the nod for me. Yeah. Uh, but 
we've, we've went off on a tangent there. I've actually lost my place. <laughs> I've never seen, I don't even think Billy Conley went off on tangents. But that's what I was going to say. So for me, if again, it's it's just for debate purposes, for Tom's sake, right? If if you did play a back three, right? Okay, we go Welsh, Julian, Starfelt. I like the idea. Possibly, it, it, Angie's not going to do it. We know it, right? But I like the idea, possibly, and people will probably laugh this off, right? But five across the midfield, right? Flood the middle of the park against Rangers. Because at times we were overrun in that Hamden, Hamden match last week. Flood the middle of the park, go away. McGregor, Hattati fully fit. Brilliant. McGregor, Hattati in the middle of the park. Maeda on the left. James Forrest on the right. And I know oh that's controversial, but I think he gives you more defensively than Abada or Jota would. Uh, and then O'Reilly or Rogic in the 10 role, Giacomakis and Kyogo, Kyogo a front two. I think that, that lines up a, a, a lovely wee side. It, it's something that might happen next season at times. I'd be tempted to do it. I don't think Ange will be. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Anthony? Like you say, it's, it's definitely possible. And if Giacomakis continues the form he's been in, then there's no real justification for him to be taking out the side in place of Kyogo. But by the same point, that was like, you know, Kyogo is probably one of the few when fully fit as an automatic pick, whether Ange would admit that or not. <clears throat> so like you say, that playing the two of them is going to have to possibly be a, something that we, we look at. Um, and I, dev- I, I do actually agree with it with the Forest thing in terms of defence because I think Abada's phenomenal going forward. There's there's no two ways about it. The, the only other option you'd just say if you're, I actually felt it was the, the I don't necessarily think the, the the three that we picked to play up front last week in the derby was wrong, but I thought we got them the wrong way around. I I think Jota on the left is not it just hasn't worked since January for me. And I thought, you know, you could have stuck, um, you know, even a, a badder through the middle for a little while because although it's not the most potent, it, he's he's proved effective. I mean, look, look where he scored yeah. his goal from in the three 0 game. So uh-huh. yeah, but I, I I would have Jota on the right if and if he's deciding he's playing Jota rather than Forrest, I would have him on the right hand side because he's been fantastic on the right when he's featured since um, since he's been back, but. Which, which I'm quite, you know, is shocked to say because in in the early state, you know, you couldn't imagine anyone else out in the left bar Jota. But, you know, I think Maeda's made that spot his own now. And um, I think we get the best out of Maeda when he's on the left. So that that's probably where it's at. But I definitely say, especially for next season, if the two of these guys keep this vein of form up, then there's you, you can't justify leaving one of them out. I know, that's, that's it's try to fit all these guys into the team, but I mean, moving on to the sort of the presser slightly, uh, just on the the injury front, I think we were all heart in the mouth, but we all now know that it's as far as I think it is uh, only Juranovic that's out. Gigi's back. Uh, I think that's massive, especially going into an away game at Ross County who are a difficult team. Uh, and going into the Celtic and Rangers game, I, I think 
him coming back is going to be massive for us and hopefully stays fit in the run-in, Stephen. Yeah, 100%. I mean, well, I don't know if you've seen that Ross County haven't lost a home game since we beat them there, which is actually quite I. incredible yeah. Incredible for a wee team like Ross County. Malky McKay's doing a good job there. But you look, you look at as well that their Forest comment has sparked a bit of debate um, in, in the chat, as you can imagine. There's people saying that Calvin Bassey so left it, him for dead. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin Bassey left him for dead in extra time, which is true. Alistair Jack said he's done. I tend to agree. It doesn't seem that he'd be a 90-minute player, no more in my opinion. That's, that's me to say that. Um, just to go back to what you were talking about in terms of like going to the back three, playing the five, and then the two. If Posse Cogley wanted to do that, he would have. I know you're saying hy- hypothetically, what way would that yeah. look? I wouldn't start for us. I just think him going down the wings now is gone. Them days are gone for me. He'd probably be an impact player going forward. So you look at it there, could you play wing backs like Ralston coming in there? Probably. Scales and scales on the other side for that kind of that difference going forward and coming back again. There's plenty of variations you can look at. But in terms of the whole injury front, I'm actually, like your Alavis is a big blow, but to have most of the squad fully fit is fantastic. Kyogo's there, fully fit. I watched the Instagram footage of him. Celtic done like the player focus. He does look like he was loving life. He was slide tackling players and all, not afraid to get stuck in. Yakamak is being back is a big, big plus. It's it's all bodes well. And I have to really agree with Anthony here. He, he nailed the point ahead about Jada. He hasn't worked on the left since January, Christmas time. Totally He's indeed. been off the boil. One goal in 17 appearances, albeit yeah, a couple of assists, but he's not been his usual self. I've seen reports coming out today in some media that said they're not going to take up the option. They're not being impressed recently by his form. Obviously, that's up in the air at the minute, but at this moment, it could be a good debate to have. We had it last time. Um, the team, for me, should be confident regardless of the result on Sunday. Against Rangers, I think this this game's vital. This game's vital. We need to win this, in my opinion, like flat out. Like, aye, I, I totally agree with you, and I, I think it's it's massive. Every game at Celtic's massive, but it's right at the, the crunch time of the season. It's it's huge. I totally agree. And I, I, going by the, the way uh, Taylor was talking in his press conference today, the way Angie's talking, and I know. It's all words they have to do. They're talking in the park, but they all seem upbeat. And Ange won't let them get down. I fully believe that. But uh, aye, we'll we'll see what happens on Sunday. And we'll touch on the Ross County game a bit more later on. But um, I just wanted to sort of. I think I can't remember what day it was. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I'm not sure. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> Clue number two, please, Ross. Uh, I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's people asking for it. Not by my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Bide your time, guys. It's coming. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. It came, uh, Hatati's been on record saying that he was suffering from fatigue. Uh, not not only last week, but in recent weeks, I think it was evident. I don't, I don't even think he needed to come out and say that. I think it was evident. I think that the games before the St. John's game, you could see it. His performance level for when he came in to recent weeks had dropped off considerably. Don't get me wrong, I think he's still going to be a, a, a stick-on for that middle three, but I think the St. John's game, he scored in that game. I think it sort of papered over the cracks a wee bit because the rest of the team was so good. Uh, but and, and it's no a slant on Hitati, but uh, you can totally understand why he'd be fatigued. 
Uh, and I, I just thought it was it was quite an honest and open thing to say. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that, Anthony? Yeah, I didn't see the, the interview itself, but like yourself, Ross, I've seen all the, all the quotes and stuff. And um, <laughs> like you say, it's, it's understandable. And um, our friend of the show, uh, James Forrest, was, was saying you know, our, our rivals and uh, their media friends are, in his opinion, reading far too much into it. And, and I agree. Um, listen, the guy, the, the way he plays football, the way Ange wants him to play football as well, it's, it's quite a... Physically and emotionally draining. You see that, that obviously the, the players at Liverpool at the moment are, are riding that wave of momentum and you know may well get them a, a, a clean sweep of, of trophies this season. But there will come a point, whether it be this season or next, where these guys they just they hit a wall and you know you, the, the games come so quick now that it's it's it would be abnormal if he wasn't feeling uh, some sort of level and um, you know maybe. Just maybe you know, losing the game on Sunday's knocked the wind out his sails a wee bit, um, and it, you know especially going into a game like that when he's he's not a hundred percent, it can show. And I, I must admit, I think it did show on on Sunday. I think I was probably his, his poorest game in a, in a Celtic jersey, but absolutely, um, the he'll he'll be back. You know, but we've seen snippets of what he can do. You mean you remember the the first three 0 game where he absolutely ran the show. Uh, and he ran the show at Tynecastle the week before that and scored what could potentially be a goal of the season contender. I mean, it just got, got the more you watch it, the further out it seems to he seems to hit it from uh, that night. It was an absolutely terrific goal, and um, the way he can just bypass um, opponents like they're not even there. Um, you know, the, one not just the the forty million um, Champions League um, money on the you know the chance to play at the top table again. It's not just the, you know, the trophy itself and the pride they get in the title back. One of the biggest prizes on offer um, for Celtic this season is a proper summer of rest because there was no international tournament till the till, till the winter this year, and not having to try and factor in eight qualifying matches um, through you know the summer months, on top of friendlies and all your other commitments, will be absolutely beneficial to guys like Atati because you know you add all of this in plus the travelling that he's been doing for some international duty as well. The guy must be absolutely... He, he, he must not know if it's Pancake Tuesday or Sheffield Wednesday at the minute. But, um, you know, when he's, uh, when he's back, he'll be a uh, force to be reckoned with that we've seen glimpses of when he first joined. Aye, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I was sorry I wouldn't, uh, that, like the Hearts performance, the Rangers performance, like when I was... Like saying it wasn't a slant on him, if you like. I mean, the 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 goals, the, the second goal he scored against Rangers, and the goal he scored against Hearts at Tynecastle is enough. He didn't need anything else. That's enough for to say to me, he's class and he's going to be a great player for Celtic going forward. Would you agree with that, Stephen? A hundred percent. I mean, there's people coming in here that literally said what you said, Anthony. Rest will do them. We'll do the Japanese boys in terms of. In general, a good a good turn because they've came from playing a full season in the J League. Hatate came in, he's running off adrenaline for the first couple of games. He's fantastic. He's <coughs> as you said, he's he's bypassing players, scoring goals for fun, giving assists. But once that wears off, you do see him he's tired, he's a wee bit lethargic. And I mean, you look at that that blogger article he did, I think it was in a, Japan for I think it was Yahoo Sports, he does like a thing. 
And then obviously the Scottish media get it, interpret it, twist it, make it sound like he's saying he's not settling, he's emotional, he wants all that. Do you know what I mean? The kind of wordplay on it. I think James P got that got that right in my opinion. I think what what Hatate does bring, he brings that kind of humble side to himself out. He's not afraid to show you. I think he came out before and said stuff like that. Uh, adjusting to a new league is difficult. Obviously, it's difficult. He's uh, coming from Japan, mm. more technical, where this is more physical, faster pace. But he'll be an absolutely fantastic player. And you mentioned Liverpool. They've had some great kit Japanese players, Kagawa, um, Minamino, all them type, no, not Kagawa, Minamino, you know, you know what I mean? But unbelievable te- technicians, fantastic. Kagawa played for Dortmund, didn't he? You know, he went to United, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure he uh, played for Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Once these guys settle, they'll be unbelievable. Mead has already proved that he, he's a he, slow burner. He's come in now, he's scoring goals, he's, his work ethic's through the roof. Kyogo's like the benchmark. Obviously, people compare him to that. Edoguchi will, will, in my opinion, in time, come off and be an absolute quality player for us. But Hatate is will be unbelievable. The, the slip as he's shown us, is, he's fantastic. He can pass the ball for fun. Go by player, score goals. What more do you want, Ross? What more do you want? You can't ask for it anymore. Just what you're saying there, obviously, um, uh, what do you call him? Hatate is suffering from fatigue because... Uh, I think it was Alistair Jack had said he's played a full J League season, yeah. which I uh, we're all we, we all know that, and I think uh, Maeda has done the same. But the mm-hmm. difference with Maeda is he's he's not human when it comes to running about a football park. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's played a full J League season. But some people some people are different. You look at Maeda. I, I watched him. It, it was like one of the unique angles. I think it was the game at Ibrox, and. It was after they'd scored the goal. They, like, they were, you know how they trudge back to the halfway line or whatever. My head is walking back. And I'm like, look at the size of his legs, man. Get, like his thighs. It's, he, he, his legs are... He, for, you look at him, he's not a, a huge guy in stature, but his legs are ridiculous. But aye, I, I think I totally agree with his, uh, Hitate is going to be a top-class player for Celtic. He has been already and he's going to be a, an excellent asset going forward into next season for Celtic I've absolutely no I, doubt I, about that I think as that. well what you have to look at he's going to be unfortunately probably a sellable asset like if he continues the kind of trend he's, got, he's on we're signing for peanuts I know. I know you're I know you don't like obviously talking about the future but you know what the Celtics board mindset is they'll look for money value in that Aye. if he keeps going the way he goes 10-15 goals a season which he probably will get in the full season if he's already getting 4, 5, 6 now then you're talking millions of pounds for a player like that. Box to box midfielder, scored goals, picks players out for fun. As Anthony said, goes by them. He's an all rounder. He's he definitely is. Aye, but the the, uh, the hope is like that because it, Ange is bringing players in now. He, he said it himself. He's bringing players in. He wants he's buying players who want to be here for three, four, five years. He's he's not doing what Rogers done in signing players, and that's fair. He was he wasn't selling the club, Rogers. He was selling himself and saying, "I'll bring you in here, make you a better player, and get you moved down south." Whereas Andy, yeah. if you're not committed to the club, then you're no for me. So I'm hoping that we can keep adding to this team and keep the nucleus here together for four or five years. And yeah. try and make some inroads in this uh, European stage, but time 100%. will tell on that. Time will tell on that. Uh, and I think, uh, I'll excuse me, I'll move on to clue number two. 
for all the desperados and the comments. Not that I'm seeing them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, clue number two. Uh, I won a league and Scottish Cup double in season 05-06. So just to remind people where FMD's just joined us, clue number one was, I was born on the 25th of January 1983 and made 12 Celtic appearances. And then clue number two, I won a league and Scottish Cup double in season 05-06. I think to be closer, fair, it was, wa- it was me wanting it. <laughs> <laughs> was it I? <laughs> Are we any closer, boys? I know who it is, but I'm not saying. I know who it is. No, Adam you don't. Virgo. <laughs> oh, it might be, kid. It might be. <laughs> might not be. <laughs> Ted's going. Uh, Adam, Adam Matthews. Another good shout. It's a good, it's a good shout. Uh, we're, in the, we're in the right ballpark, boys. I'm not saying he's a right, but definitely a good couple of guesses there. Uh, where are we? Um, aye, so moving on to. For me, I'm no. Sh- I don't want to be harsh, but for me, I think Sunday. I think it highlighted some areas that we we, we possibly need strengthened. Uh, what's the question again? Come on, Ricky, he's at it, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even getting involved. <laughs> Just, it's not a question, it's a who am I? <laughs> You're Ross. Aye, I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I don't know if he's at it or can wants to know the clues again. What do you think, boys? Ha ha, right. Ah, right. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, aye, so I, I think for me, Sunday, and it, by the way, we've we've waxed lyrical for months now about the depth of the squad and I still think it's great but I think Sunday highlighted <clears throat> some areas we, we, we need to strengthen possibly certainly with Europe next year in mind uh, for me I think we missed Giacomacus massively right and I know Kyogo wasn't fit but I know we play a, a front three but essentially, it's two wingers and a central striker, right? Because mm-hmm. the other two are no, they're no out and out strikers. So for me, we've got two there. The now, I think it, we've never had both of them at any one point of the season. It, it's coming now, but this is like right at the tail end of the season. I think we probably need another out and out number nine in the mould. Probably a Giacomacus. I don't think we need another one in the mouldy Kyogo because you've got that Maeda. He's sort of in the mouldy Kyogo, he's, but for me, he doesn't work through the middle. But I think we need another sort of number nine in the mouldy, a Giacomacus, a, a box, a, a penalty box striker who's going to... That's, that's all he's about. And certainly, if you're missing Giacomacus and you're coming up for a game, you're playing against Rangers, then I think we need somebody that occupies the two Rangers centre-halves the whole game like he has done. It's no coincidence for me that the two games he played in, we beat them. But mm. uh, what's your thoughts on that? Do you, th- you think we could add another number nine in that mode, Stephen? Or? Well, I mean, like just to go back to the comments before I go on to that, uh, Danny boy, who am I is still a question, you daftly. Given birthday was a Google dream. 
someone needs sacking over that question, Daniel Max Quinn has said. <laughs> and just, obviously, just for Ricky, he did miss the start. So I think you need to film it in the, the first part here. Right, okay, right, Ricky. Um, so, it's a who am I? And the first clue is, I was born on the 25th of January 1983 and made 12 Celtic appearances. Clue two. I won a league and Scottish Cup double in season 05 06. There we go. Right. There you go, Ricky. Ricky! But here, <laughs> I mean, Ian McIntosh comes in here like a brilliant comment. GG is a banner ram. Some good games require this type. We do need another. I agree with you, Ross. I think as well, like what you get with Yakin is that kind of bustling centre forward, gets in around the centre halves, occupies them. But when you play, like you said, Mieda for me didn't work for the middle. He wasn't doing, making enough runs or. Doing what Kugel does, being smart with his movement. Unfortunately, Kugel wasn't obviously fit for that in terms of playing a full 90. But you, you look at it, who is right there? We get people say Nesbitt. I'm not really keen on him. Oh, no. I, do, I, do see, I do see the need for another type striker. Maybe go back to them types of leagues again, see if you can pick up another bargain. Top goal scorer in the Eredivisie in Holland. We get him for two and a half million quid. Whatever it is. That's an absolute steal. But <laughs> yeah, we need one. But we'll pass the call to get one. That's, that's what you need to do. you know what I mean? Possible yeah, difficult league. player. Yeah, he likes the, the types of technical players. It's all through the team, even right back Juranovic. He's trying to mold Taylor into that inverted full pack position. Every player has a role in the team. Yakimakis has his. Will it upset Yakimakis if another one comes in? It's all these type of variables you have to weigh up. But I do agree, we do need to explore the option to get another one. I, I mean, I'm not saying somebody that will take Yakimakis' shot. I mean, in the ideal world, he would. Bring in somebody that's better than him. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Celtic doing that. But like a, not so much a squad player because you don't want to sell it as a squad player because then it's difficult to get that that level where he's as as good as Giacomakis. Yeah. I, I, and by the way, you mentioned Nisbet there, right? I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I really don't get this way, Nisbet. Why? Like Celtic fans want, they, they want some Celtic fans, right? They want Nasbit, right? Who can't get into the Scotland squad for Lyndon Dykes, but they wouldn't when they have mm-hmm. Lyndon Dykes anywhere near a Celtic team. I, I just find that bizarre. And <laughs> for me, this is gonna this is gonna sound way out of left field, right? But if we're talking about bringing in Nasbit, who's a penalty box player, right? And for me, he, he doesn't do that sort of pattern ram thing. Uh, and that's not what Jacob, Jacob Marcus is, by the way. But if you're talking about that level of player, right, and a player that plays in Scotland to come in and be a squad player and maybe help us out, I would go for a Brophy at St Mirren. Ah, I would go for Brophy at St Mirren. I, I think he was a thorn in Rangers' side a few years ago when he was at Kilmarnock. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's strong. I think he holds the ball up well and he, he's got a finish on him. But... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Celtic should sign him, but if you're talking about Nisbet, then I think if you're talking about Nisbet, you bring him into the equation. What do you think on Brophy, Anthony, and also on the possibly bringing in somebody in the Giacomacus mould? Just another number. He's not going to take the... Well, I was going to say he's not going to take the number nine shirt, but he's number seven, but you get what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. No, the... the, the... Perhaps one of the saddest things is that potentially the the guy that we're describing might already <laughs> have been there, but I think he's I think the 
he's too much associated with the the failure to land ten in a row, and yep. you know, and I'll be in a yeti. You know, we 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 spent a fortune on him. Totally. And when he did start, um, you know, we, we spoke about how we've seen him almost a little bit in the hooper mould, or and slightly mm-hmm. in with the Jack Jackamacus mould as well, and the fact that he didn't <clears throat> score pretty goals, um, but he always just seemed to be in and around when a rebound would um, land at his feet or whatever. And I remember the game, I'm, I'm, it's maybe a, a, a hang when you can only really describe one game, <laughs> but it was a match against um, Livingston last season. I can't remember if he scored the hat-trick or not, but he he ran onto a fantastic ball and put it right in the top corner. gave the gave the keeper no chance, but it was his his movement was fantastic. And you just think, God, maybe if he did sort of knuckle down, and you know, get and, and to be fair, he actually started the the Betis uh, game when we won three two, but mm. he, he came off injured. He looked like he had he'd made a great start in that game as well, but then he's he's pulled his hamstring and he's not had a look in since. So you know, if you can get that type of player in. Like you say, he might not be the, the first regular start, but just somebody that can always keep the other two on edge, then, you know, you're, you're on to a winner. I must admit, in a previous... I mean, I, I'm on record this time last summer, he said, telling, instructing the Celtic board, go and pay the £4 million for this, but because I, I did rate him, and I do think there's a player there, but I think perhaps similar to the, the, the young lad that was at Dundee United, what's his name, was it Shanklin? You know, you can have this. Yeah, Lord, exactly. You can have this sort of real purple patch, but if you don't, you, you need a bit of luck. Don't get me wrong, but if you don't get that that spark, that break, very quickly, that 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 patch can can fizzle out. And you know, I think Lauren Shankland went over abroad, and the team he was on loan with have been relegated. He's just, I mean, he's. You know, we always saying that you know Nisbet can't get dykes out of the squad. I mean, in Lauren Shankland, a natural goal scorer, so far away from the Scotland setup, it's it's, it's unreal um, at the moment. But I think you know Nisbet's again, perhaps similar to Mikey Johnston. He's he's had a horrific run of injuries on top of some some bad luck as well. And you know, Hibs certainly have had their troubles to seek this year with regards to forum and and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of it's self-inflicted with some of the baffling managerial decisions I've made. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I just think Brophy's definitely more the the battering ram that you describe. Um, But, you know, I think in terms of where we would need to strengthen, and as much as we know we're both um, big Taylor fans and we love him to bits, but definitely in terms of if you've got Europe in mind, it's similar to um, obviously Ralston on the right hand side is not a European level right back. We would probably say, we love him, Greg Taylor's not a Champions League left back either. So I would imagine that is where a significant sum of that money will get spent on. Um, but yeah, the, the, the manager needs options uh, across the board. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm interested, like you guys, to see what Gucci can bring. You know, he was obviously. Yeah. Picked off the park by Barry Ferguson's gang of Neds um, in the Scottish Cup early rounds, and gang of Neds. We've just not had the chance to um, you know, sort of see what he's all about next. But he, 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 he featured briefly against Hibs the night when they all made their debuts, and he, he, he looked. <coughs> they touched the ball a couple of times, played the simple pass. It was nothing, nothing crazy, or um, you know, there was no wow factor in it. But it seems to be for what he is quite an effective player, so. Um, yeah, hopefully, guys that maybe haven't featured as much this season that we've signed uh, can fe- feature next year as well. Yeah. And and by the way, you know Ange being Ange, 
Gucci will probably walk into the team and as part yeah. of that three. He'll probably yeah, play the back yeah. of Mag- Aye, he'll probably play the back of McGregor on Sunday. That, that's just what Ange does. He just shocks mm-hmm. us all the time. But uh, you mentioned Taylor there and the, the, the left back berth and that's what was, it just brought me on to it nicely. That's what I was going to touch on next, Anthony. So you're you're just reading my mind, kid. That's it, kid. You're just reading my mind. Aye, I was just thinking, like, obviously, uh, everybody who watches the podcast knows I'm a big fan of Taylor. Gregory. I defend him. <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> but I defend him to the hilt. And uh, I'm not saying I was right, because I'm not But I'm, I'm not meaning that. But I think he's, he's sort of justified mine and, like, Wally's arguments for him. But uh, again, I agree with what guys like Franny and stuff have said and Stephen on the pod about we can always do better. And with the Champions League in mind, Greg Taylor, I really, really like him. But I agree with you, Anthony. I think it's a, a spot that we'll probably try and get somebody in, whether it be, well, certainly to challenge Greg Taylor. If he can come in and he's at the Juranovic level, then that's what we want. But I think, for me, it's a position we need to strengthen because I think it was highlighted again at at, uh, the weekend when Juranovic went off. Scales, I I don't think... Well, he wasn't in the squad for a reason because obviously he doesn't envisage that Juranovic is going to get injured and then... Taylor's going to get injured and they're going to have to bring on Welsh. I, I think for me, that's probably a position that they'll look at and really go and try it all out like they did last year with the right-back berth. Would you agree with that, Stephen? And, and sorry, and, sorry, what else? What is there any other areas with the Champions League in mind that you would try and strengthen or look to strengthen? Yeah, I mean, Alistair Jack, let's go back to the comments here, made a great comment that a striker we never speak about, but he's one of the top goal scorers in the Scottish Premier League. Regan Charles Cook for Ross County. He's been an absolute baller this season, to be fair. Aye. And maybe getting him as a squad player would be a good addition. But in terms really of like, in terms of <laughs> playing positions, yes, left back. We all know that I'm not Taylor's biggest fan, but he's played well the last couple of games, the Derby games especially. He's been an absolute machine. His work rate is second to none, but. Sometimes he's left month in the bigger games. A European level left back, definitely like Juranovic would be unbelievable. Brown Warriors come in and said Merling. Um, I can't remember who he plays for, but I've heard him banded about a few times. Three million pounds would get him. Another great shout. Again, all these names are fantastic. It's just obviously who's the Celtic board targeting. Do you know what I mean? Are they going to go yeah. big or go home? I think Postacoglu wants to make inroads in Europe. Another striker. If we don't sign Jada permanently, we need two right wingers because we need to have cover that side. Mieta can do a job on the left. Probably another left. Midfield's okay for me because you've got O'Reilly, you've got Rodzik, you've got Kalmak, you've got Inaguzzi, you've got Beton. We're pretty well stacked in there. Another backup goalkeeper, the Joe Hart, because Scott Bain and mm-hmm. Barkas are absolutely mints. Like, I've seen better goalkeepers out the back. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're terrible. Um, so that's another interesting one. Who would you get there? People say Segrist, but again, would he come in and be Second choice, Matt Macy from Hibs. He, he's another good goalkeeper, very tall, but like Fraser Foster and that, that type of build. But that would be mine. Goalkeeper, a right winger if Jada doesn't stay, two of them, a left back. Mm. 
I mean, I'd agree with that. I, I think a left back, for sure, they'll be looking at. I think for me, there's a possibility that you might see McCarthy going away. I, I know he signed a five-year deal. It was a weird one. I think it was just got a body in the door, and that was the only way. What's wrong with these days? Please, McCarthy, go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think he probably will whether it be out and loan to start or Celtic might just cut their losses and say look we needed a body in at the start of the season get him out the door no offence to him he's not really done it at Celtic and it's probably more down to fitness levels than quality but I think we need somebody possibly brought into the middle of the park that I know you've got Beaton, I know you Gucci might be that guy, we don't know, but a guy Rangers have got I was gonna say like like say Kamara, Aribo, guys like that, they can put their foot in, they they can make a game like how they made it on Sunday. But uh, I, I think we need somebody like that still in the middle of the park. I, I, I think know. as well, I think that's a great set because you look at our midfield, it's it's probably tech over technical compared to Rangers, uh-huh. they've got a physical uh-huh. midfield. We're kind of missing that physical presence because you're playing Kalmak, who's not really a, a tough tackler. Then you've got O'Reilly or Rodzik and Hatate. Yes, uh-huh. Hatate's uh-huh. box to box, but there's not really that nip or bite. I do. I, that's a great point. They they have uh-huh. the likes of Kamara, who's a defensive midfielder, um, Lundstrom, Lundstrom, who plays WWE. Uh-huh. WWE, uh-huh. that's his wrestling uh-huh. name. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, uh-huh. a, a tough a tough tackling centre defensive mid might be a great shout, yeah. Uh, what's your thinking, Anthony? Yeah, it's it's a tough one, mate. I, I, I think you know that there, there is a few that that could go in, but you know, t- t- time will tell. Um, I think McCarthy, like you say, he's just not. He, he just hasn't cut it, but I think you're absolutely spot on in the sense that, you know, we, we did need a, it was a case that we needed bodies in and, you know, he's, he's got a very impressive CV. There's no getting away from that. Um, but if there's going to be, if you're going to have to trim some of the fat off the squad as well as investing in it, then, then I think McCarthy's definitely a contender for getting moved out. Um, Stephen makes a good point as well about the backup keeper. I mean, it was a... Mm-hmm. There up. could not have been a bigger vote of confidence to get Scott Bain when he was given the new contract by Ange. But again, that's also a big signal to um, Barcast that you know that it's it's over. You know he he will be moved on in the summer, come hell or high water. Um, I'll be honest, I'm I'm not a Seagrass fan. I, I I don't see it, and you know you seen how he, he flung a few in against us in the Scottish Cup as well. I know all goalkeepers make mistakes. That's that's just. Uh, that's just par for the course. But I've, I've never been in... I can remember a game last season. I think it was a game we finished 0-0. Um, I actually think it was a game that officially gave Rangers the championship. And the next day, everyone was like, oh, you know, Seagrist had the game of his life. But when you watch the game back, I mean, I could have saved him. You, you know, I, I just always feel that there's a legend building up around the guy that I... Maybe it's just mm-hmm. me being harsh, but I, I just... No, no. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Um... If there was any goalkeeper out with uh, Joe Hart that I would have uh, in the SPL, I would be, you know, but it's obviously not going to happen. Um, one of the worst bits of business we ever did was letting Craig Gordon go, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, we've seen some of the 
some of the saves he's pulled off this year. You know, he's got them in a cup final um, with that save on Sunday, uh, Saturday, sorry. Uh, it's world class, doesn't even begin to describe that save for the header. Um, and hopefully he'll be lifting another uh, cup come, uh, come the end of May. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, but in terms of the, the, the keepers are all much of a muchness for me um, in Scotland at the minute. Um, yeah, thank you. you know, but Mark Brown, I don't <laughs> see it. For me, there's no any difference between uh, Seagrist and Mark Brown. There's there's you know, what I would think on it. The one guy that I did like a few years ago was... Uh, yeah, I can't, no, no, that's terrible. I can't even remember his name. Now. It was it was at St Mirren, and Celtic and Rangers were both linked with him. Um, Jack Anik. No, no, it, it was going into the ten in a row season. Uh, oh. He was a foreign player. Ah, oh, um, f- 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 uh, begin the V, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, f- and he, f- he, f- yeah. He was. He looked like an absolute. He had like a kind of almost like Begovic type presence in the goals. Yeah, the way I like my, my, my keepers to look. Um, I, I I did think he looked like he had something about him, but you know for reasons unknown, we decided to spend it. Vlack, that's the one. Alistair, we can always rely on him. Um, I thought you but, I thought you liked your keepers to look like Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I won't that one. But, uh, no, I, I, I just think. Yeah, I, I, just build a protective wall around Joe Hart and make sure nothing happens to him for a couple of years, and I'll be quite happy. Aye, I, I mean, for, I've actually been in record saying that uh, Scott Bain, I think, is, I think he'll do a job for Celtic coming in on occasion. I, I still stand by that, but <laughs> no, but hear me out, right? Because I, right, Scott Bain wouldn't be your automatic choice for the backup keeper, and if you're talking about a backup keeper and it's some a, a keeper for Scotland, then I would. I don't think it's going to happen because I think he's too good uh, to beat. He wouldn't want to be a backup pe- keeper. But Xander Clark at St Johnson, I think, is a, a top That's keeper, right. and yeah, I, I think he could he could come in and like, he's a better keeper than Scott Bain. Absolutely no doubt about 100%. it. But the problem is, I don't think that guys at that level are going to be happy sitting on the bench week in, week out. But then, mm. I don't know what age Xander Clark is. And He's in his 30s, not, I think, or no. late, very late 20s. Or oh, is he? Right, but, I mean, you could give him the, the promise, say, I mean, I was going to say Joe Hart's not going to go in forever, but Joe Hart's 34. Al McGregor's 40. And he's mm. just tailing off now. When you speak to Rangers fans, this is the season where he sort of went, Suddenly, like Scott Brown went, suddenly he just couldn't cut it anymore. Uh, well, we do have that young keeper, Toby Alamomi, don't, don't we? The English. Aye, aye. I, I've, I've, again, not seen the guy, but he, he, he could come in. He could he could be good. But I can't make a judgment on that because I've not seen him yeah. play one minute of football. But uh, I, I realise we're sort of, we've just went over the hour mark here. Uh, ah, well, but, uh, I was just going to say, uh, join ourselves. I've still got, we've a, got a fourth member, John, and we've, we've got a third clue to come. A fourth, <laughs> a fourth member. But we'll move on for that. That was a really good chat there, good debate. Uh, yeah. But uh, moving on to obviously the VAR vote, there was no surprises. The result, it was always going to come in. I, I don't personally want it. But we have to move with the times, I suppose. Uh, but 
I mean, sorry to outline how it's proposed to be used. Uh, like it's sort of like current or retired category one officials will be my understanding will be looking Ooh. at the video evidence away from the 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 pitch if you like, which is doesn't fill with my confidence because I don't want to go down that conspiracy route and bias route and all Where's that. John? But John, John. If, if you Dallas is sitting in that room, eh, then oh, we're all God. we're all. But uh, the uh, it's the, it's a, a sort of soundbite for me as well. Uh, minimum interference, maximum benefit. I think that's just a soundbite. That's that's a lot of shit because that's like make America great again, isn't it? You're buying on. You're buying on. They're going to use the the the, the mould. The same mould is down south, so we're all pretty aware of how it'll probably work, but just to sort of outline what it can intervene in, uh, it can intervene in penalty box decisions, uh, goals scored, every goal's checked, which we're, we all know, possible red cards, serious misapplication of the laws, so for example, if, if somebody scores like a, an indirect, indirect free kick, uh, mistaken identity, encroachment at penalties <clears throat> and the big one for me serious missed incidents in matches so in short Lindstrom and Aribo will still get away with what they got away with on Sunday like, it's not going to change nothing and refs like Madden deliberately making a game a stop start affair it can and won't be stopped and for me not to go over Sunday because I know we don't want to like go over it too much. Don't want to dwell on it, but I think that's what Madden done, and I think it, Rangers wanted to make it a physical game. They're quite entitled to do that, but Madden allowed them to be as to keep being as physical as they were for the entire match. And mm-hmm. f- for me, bringing Varin won't change that. Okay, it'll, it'll change things penalty decisions, offsides, they'll get the offside right all the time because that's just what offside does. Whether you like it or not, the fine margins, it gets it right. But it's the only one that gets it right because in the words of Graham Souness, it's a tool that is basically, I'm now paraphrasing, but it's a tool that's used by humans and it's still got human error in it whether you like it or not, and whether we like it or not, the same guys that are making decisions in real time are now going to be making decisions in real time, then going to look at a video and still making the same decisions, pretty much. Uh, but what's your sort of thoughts on the way it's going to be used, Stephen? Dog shite. <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely this whole VAR thing's nonsense. It, it, nothing's going to change in Scottish football. If you're having the likes of Hugh Dallas or retired officials who have previous previously just been crap as well, <laughs> much like their predecessors in a room making decisions of key things in games, it's just going to be the same outcome. It'll be the same old, same old, same old. This is doesn't need Don Caster trying to move Scottish football with the times, even though we. He missells a Scotty's game twenty four seven. The likes of Sky Sports and takes pittance and pennies from them and begs to be 
be shown live games. This would be the same thing. The only way it can work for me, Ross, is if they employ impartial referees, even from foreign countries, down south, even some Irish referees or Northern Irish <laughs> referees, bring them over, get them in that room and get them working because the whole setup we have now, well, there's cor- not corruption, but conspiracies, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. People don't want to talk about that. But if you rewind to Sunday, Brother Madden was just happy enough to, to go about letting John Lundstrom just, just take out everybody he wanted to. Arebo the same. Calvin Bassey. It's it's not moaning or it's what you expect from a professional game. If if the whole laws of the game have changed in terms of tackling, so that on the pitch, otherwise you're going to have this repeat aggression, repeat misconduct, and it's not being punished. And players expect to get away with that. It's it's scandalous. The whole the whole system in Scottish football needs change from top to bottom. <coughs> That's the SFA, the people who control the, the other leagues in the country as well. The all, all 42 member clubs need to get involved in this because an overhaul needs to happen. The Scottish game needs to modernise and let go of these officials who are just not fit for standard, employ new people, train new people who actually want to do it, and just get rid of the crap. Plain and simple. Uh, I, I know what you're saying, but... It, it's, tell me, it's, tell it's, me one good referee in Scotland. No, no, but I, I'm not defending the referees by any man and means. I, I think they're all shite. Uh, but... I've said it before, I don't know if going professional will make a difference. I, I just think this, most referees all around the world get decisions wrong all the time. And I know an element is human error, but my biggest bugbear is watching a game of football, and I've watched football for years. I don't know if the viewers will agree with this, but I've watched football for years. I understand the game, and at times for me, or I think I understand the game anyway, <laughs> but at times for me, <laughs> referees, it, it, it looks to me like they've never watched a game of football in their life. Like, you're not going to tell me that, I'm just making a judgment here, that, that Douglas Ross sits and watches football. He, he doesn't. He? He, they, they just don't understand the game. And I think it it's evident when referees throughout the world, by the way, get filled by and it's part of the game but it shouldn't be referees should stamp it out right when guys try and buy free kicks a defender's try to shepherd it out they they know they've nowhere to go so they just fall to the ground right bang free kick straight away it's no free kick he's, he's through his cell to the ground strikers do it try to get their team up the park buy a free kick throw their cell to the ground it's a bloody nonsense and Things I think VAR should be brought in for things like that, but <clears throat> at the same time, I get why it isn't used because then it, it makes the game completely stop, stop, start. And I think before VAR was brought in anywhere, I think I, I was all for it, but seeing it being used, I think it takes away from the game. And I, I, I don't want it, it's, it's, it's coming, it's happening, but I don't want it. What about yourself, Anthony? Uh, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, mate. You, you know, incompetence comes as a standard when it comes to um, particularly Scottish referees. All you're doing is giving the guys that no longer referee a game some technology to be even more incompetent. But, you know, adding technology to something doesn't necessarily mean it makes it better. Um, anyone that can tell me that VAR has enhanced the English Premier League, um, you know, I would needs to be taken out, you know, to paraphrase my 
with Man United here or Roy Keane, you're living in cloud cuckoo land. It, there is, <laughs> it, it does not enhance the, the viewing experience of um, watching it on the telly. Um, it become, the people who have paid, you know, 30, 40 pounds for a ticket for the game become second class citizens because they're not mm. seeing the decisions on, on, on screens or anything. And even in Scotland, you know, most of the, the, the stadia don't have the big screens uh, for that anyway. Um, and it, it doesn't change anything. It, nothing in terms of... I know they'll say, oh, it would get the penalty decisions right, but you just hit the nail on the head about referees not really being able to read a game. There is a VAR controversy every single week down south. Mm-hmm. Every week. And some of the decisions that it comes to or refuses to is, is baffling. I genuinely reckon that if you ask some of these VAR referees what two plus two is, they would say five and a half. <laughs> because they have absolutely, I mean, we've discussed some of the penalty incidents that VAR's given, um, especially this year um, down. So, and, I, and again, I'm, you know, I'm, I've got my red double, um, um, you know, tinted specs on. But penalty given for Liverpool a, a few weeks back, it took them about seven minutes and about fifteen looks at it. It was never a for, for it was never a penalty in a million years. Turn around and give it, gave it, and it's just. Uh, week in, week out, it will not cut down the controversy. It will only give it a screen for it to be on. And this is right. the other point. This is the other point that, I, that it, only in Scotland could you take a bad decision, make it make make the wrong decision about a bad idea, but then decide to implement it halfway through a season. I mean, honestly, I, I think Boris Johnson is more competent than the people in the sixth floor at Hamden. I, I genuinely think that, that they, because <clears throat> nobody on with, with an ounce of common sense thinks that's a good idea. Aye. But that's Scottish football. And um, this time next year, it won't be the, the thing every week we'll be saying about how how bad Madden was. It'll just be, how did VAR come to that decision? That'll all, That's all it will do. And anyone, I'm sorry, that thinks that this is going to improve Standards or decision making of any kind is living in cloud cuckoo land. Aye, no, I totally agree with you. And aye, it's the, the decision for to bring it in halfway through a season is Neil Doncaster as fuck. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> Far should be operated by former players, in my opinion. Mm, I don't know that you, you still get the element of bias. If if there's yeah, any true. affinity whatsoever. You've still got that element of bias. And by the way, people have spoke about bringing in, I'm sure John spoke about bringing in foreign refs and stuff like that. But a lot of foreign referees have, have still got a preference, whether it be Celtic or Rangers. And there's unconscious bias, whether we like it or no. I think it's just a thing. But I don't, I don't know. It's it's one of these things but it's that's coming shut. in. It's, Aye, it's out of our control. We're just going to have to accept it and move on. Eh, which I'm going to do now and move on. <laughs> eh, <laughs> move on. Eh, looking ahead to well, sorry, not looking ahead to Ross County just yet. We're going to do the final clue. Mind blown. Mind blown, isn't it? <laughs> 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 the final clue is. To research my notes. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll go over in case again, MD's just joining us. Uh, 
The first clue was I was born on the 25th of January 1983 and made 12 Celtic appearances. Second clue, I won a League and Scottish Cup double in season 05-06. And the third and final clue, I was a central defender slash utility player signed yes. from Brighton. Yeah! <laughs> 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 I think Stevens just gave it away. <laughs> but not to worry, not to worry. Uh, so, aye, moving on to looking ahead to the Ross County game, which we've done briefly throughout the podcast, but uh, I think according to the, the, the sort of presser of the day, and that I think. We're, we're looking confident still and I, I believe that bounce back ability, I think we've got that, I think we've shown it throughout the season uh, and in times of adverse, we've we've came through and went on a long run and uh, we've went on long unbeaten runs and now all we're looking for is just a mini unbeaten run just to, to give us a mini run but maximum reward and uh, can we deliver, Stephen? Oh, what a way you put that, by the way. A mini one run, but maximum reward. Oh, <laughs> love it. I mean, Peter comes in here and said, if this was a Zoom quiz we did in lockdown, Ross would be steaming by now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I, no, if I, I was mean, born the perfect pincey, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> foam. <laughs> Just a big I mean, of foam. It's... You have to take into account, obviously, Ross County are undefeated at home since we beat them with that um, last-minute kind of goal for Ralston. But get into the game, I think you're 100% right. We've got the confidence going on beating for, what was it, 34 domestic games. So I think it's pretty much achievable now that we can get back in the gear, get over last <laughs> Sunday. I think it will be a tough game. I think it'll be pretty close. I don't think it'll be an absolute kind of smashing or a hammering. I'm expecting a tough game, but obviously Celtic to win. So this should be full of confidence. I think Paul Coglu, as he said in his presser today, the last thing he wants is for the Celtic support to become flatlining. So he wants us to be fully behind him, giving the team the, the full backing, as they always do. Tough trip to Dingwall, tough venue, weather depending on all that kind of thing. But uh, for me, it should be a Celtic win, full of confidence for that one. So, so what are you thinking? Scoring, scoring lineup predictions. Go for it. Oh, we're going straight in with no sauce here, Ross. Yeah. Straight in, um, <laughs> my lineup would be Joe Hart, Ralston, <clears throat> Starfelt, Welsh, Taylor. Um, I'll go McGregor. No, actually, I'll go Beaton if he's fit. McGregor, O'Reilly. I'll go Abada, Yakimakis, Amira. Are, are you t- Sorry. Thought you were done. And then I'll go free one to Celtic. Free one. Uh, are you taking Carter Vickers out of the team? I, I know he's fit. I know he's fit, but he did 120 minutes and he looked like he had one leg at the end of the game. So maybe uh, there might be a bit, of, a bit of precaution. Yes, he's probably uh, fit and stuff, but I'm just saying it could be a way uh, it goes. Fair enough. I mean, I think it's a load of shite, but there you go. <laughs> 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 no, I'm only kidding, man. I'm only kidding. Tony, yourself, the, the thoughts and the, the, the sort of mindset, the team going into the game, and then your scoring lineup predictions. That's uh, it. So I think it's a perfect game to try and sort of get back on the horse, sort of thing, after uh, a disappointment in the semi final. But as we say, this is a business end now. We've got the, the honour of getting our title back. 
a summer off and 40 million quid in Champions League participation uh, if we do the business these next five games. So we take it one game at a time, tunnel vision, and uh, let's just go up there and milk them. And uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so for my team, I'll go with the usual Joe Hart and goals. I think it'll be the usual back two, I think, to be fair. Uh, Ralph Snow obviously be at right back rather than Juranovic. Uh, but if Gregory is fit, then we'll get stick him on the left as well. Um, like Stephen, though, I think it will be a beat on in McGregor. And I, actually, I don't know why. Um, I think he might actually stick with Rogic. I think it might maybe be a case of right, going right your wrongs for last week. Um, and then I think it will be Yakimakis up top and the two on each side will be Maeda and I think he'll do go back to resort to time and get Jota back on the right and that'll be the be the team and I'll go for a hassle free 2-0 which was the result obviously when Malky Malky Rangers uh, all those years ago <laughs> yep. you're, you're absolutely correct uh, I remember it well kid Let's, let's just get back to one in ways. Aye. I, I mean, I, I can't disagree with any of your teams, and I hope that. You disagree with mine? Well, apart from the Carter Vickers one, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just you. That's you doing the, the left field no. one, case it hurts, no. and then you go, tell yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, uh, again, I, I think that it'll be hard. Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor, I think it picks itself. Obviously, Ralston is in that because Yanovic uh, is out. If Beaton's fit, I think he'll go Beaton <coughs> just because it's up at Dingwall. We'll need that, just that wee bit of security. McGregor, I think he'll go O'Reilly. Uh, and then a front three, Maeda uh, on the left, Jake Marcus through the middle, and Abada on the right. Uh, and I'm going to go, same as Stephen, 3-1. I think we'll get back to winning ways and it'll be essentially one win away for the title after Sunday. Oh, how good does that sound? How good does that sound? So Come good. on, boys! So Come on! At, at one hour and 22 minutes, John Style, that brings us almost to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> almost, because I've got to reveal... And then, Stephen, are you going to bring up some of the, the correct guesses? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yep, the answer is, Stephen, you were right, Adam Virgo. Good shout, mate. I Very mean, good shout. To be, fair, to be fair, I'll be honest, I've seen someone said earlier on in the comments, so it's like, yeah, that's probably right. So, okay, ah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I, I, I do have to say here, I mean, go back up. People got the, the Virgo thing pretty early on. Ian McIntosh, how Fergal became a footballer is completely his character. <laughs> it's, majority of people who did, did participate did get it. Um, Daniel Mack, Fergal never played. 16 games, it's all rigged. <laughs> there's, I said, there's always I a, said 12. <laughs> there's, always, there's always something in there, but the majority of people, I mean, Lanky67, it was me. There you go. I, I took your answer, Lanky. You got it bang on, buddy. And then, well done, Lanky. Daniel Mack, room the night with that table. <laughs> He's on your case, shot in here. Uh, Daniel doesn't like me, like. <laughs> he, wants, then, but, he wants me off the team. <laughs> and then the majority of people did, did get it correct after time. Just can't screw up to get it. Ryan Kelly goes in. He's been providing updates to this game all night. Arbroath took the lead against Kelly. And that's one each because obviously we know the story with Arbroath in terms of what they can achieve this season. So 
thanks for that, Ren. But yeah. And then Lanky67 to finish it off. Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I believe it, eh? Uh, listen, I've enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed hosting. It's been the good. Have you enjoyed it, boys? Uh, absolutely, mate. It's just been, you know, we've been trying to get it everyone off our chest. Obviously, Stephen was on with Wally on Tuesday night, but me and you, we've having to be kind of holding our breaths in Sunday's disappointment. So it's like, like the boys said on Tuesday night, it's good therapy coming on and uh, getting right. back to discussing the, the team we love. So, yeah, well, I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. And just before I go, I just want to give uh, a shout out to one of my best friends who I shall see tomorrow when we're better dressed. Uh, he always listens in for us. He's uh, one of my best friends, Martin Flynn, who you know well, Ross. Uh, Aye, and his fiance Claire are tying the knot tomorrow, um, starting off with shots, and then we're, we're going out to the hotel uh, for their uh, reception. I'm sure there'll be, oh, I dare say, Irish Rover will be getting requested by the DJ at some point, but uh, love him to bits. He's just you know, been like another big brother to me over the years, so uh, can't wait to see you having uh, Claire tie the knot tomorrow. So. All the best, mate, and we'll see you in my bed. All the best, sorry. Aye. No, listen, that's that's brilliant. I, I, I've got a lot of time for uh, Big Fund. He's a great guy. And uh, congratulations to them both in advance for the morrow. I hope they have a great day. 100%. Right. But uh, listen, that's the end of it. And I'm not even going to attempt it, Stephen. I'm going to give you the floor and let you sign out in your usual way. Well, thanks everyone who was watching, Ross. Absolutely fantastic show. Great laugh as well. Plenty of debate. And until next Tuesday after Dingwall, hopefully we get a positive result to everyone who's watching and eventually listening along on catch-up. Stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>